missile is targeted to the giant's current position. Where's the giant, Mansley? Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bomb Squad podcast. As always, I'm Will Canalizo, joined by my valiant co-hosts. Hi. You want to go, James? You guys, did, 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 you guys start the, did you guys start the recording? Did you, did you fuck it up again, Owen? <laughs> no, we nailed it. I Hi, made sure. I'm James. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm also Owen. Joined by my... Yeah, no. Uh, joined by, as always, James Wabinski, Owen Larkin. Yeah. Uh, and this week, we're um, talking about... We're talking once again about a robot. <laughs> Sorry, I was just too excited about this movie. Uh, it wasn't paying yeah, attention. Yeah, no. Honestly, that's fair. This is a very we're talking good movie. about the best movie ever made. The Metal Man. The Metal Man. We're talking Iron about Ultron. Guy. <laughs> we're talking about Ultron. I wish you I wish you throw a sexy Ultron. But we're talking about Brad Bird's 1999 debut feature, The Iron Giant. Yeah. It's my, uh, this is my favorite movie ever. And to celebrate me turning... 24 ripe old years of age we're talking uh we're talking giant so i know that i have i was exposed to this movie as a child as a ute one of my mother's friends got it for me on vhs i think i still have the vhs it's like one of the bubble clamshell cases mm-hmm. still okay. bumming around it was in my, one like, the white in my, ones. my bedroom my dad's so. yeah, yeah, yeah it was one of the white ones that's yeah. like made of like this like weird like i don't know what that material is that it's it felt like, like plastic it's like bubbly, kind of yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like super bubbly plastic. Right. Yeah. And it's a movie that I was like obsessed with as a kid. Like I would watch this basically every day. It's a movie that I know pretty much everything about up and down, front and back. It's uh it's my favorite movie. I I've I try to attend a screening of it every time I move to a new city, which I've been able to do very successfully, oddly enough. Well, it is and a very popular movie. It, it has become it, it has become out. a Not popular. Not but nowadays it is. Uh, so we're covering it on the podcast about uh, movies that don't do well at the box office. Yes, but it was widely yeah, celebrated so, today. Yeah, widely I'm shocked. Uh, well, I'm, by, I'm shocked yeah, Bicentennial not, Man, yeah. really widely celebrated. <laughs> I'm shocked you're not just doing this episode by yourself, Will. I feel like we could really just do a commentary by yourself on this film. I probably, I probably could at this point. Um, I don't know, but I, I know that you, your guys' exposure to it's a little different. So oh, uh, fill different. us in. Yes. Yeah, I, I think both of us. We like. I know I hadn't seen this movie until literally this year. I watched it mm. for the first time with the two of you in March. I think it was. Um, Right. And I don't know when you first watched it, Owen, but I think it's also like yeah. Recent. I watched it for the first time about like two or three years ago. I want to say um, mainly because you know I'd finally realized that like Brad Bird is one of my guys for sure. Where yeah, I'm you just should like, be one of everybody's guys. Yeah, because I, yeah. that was right we'll, when I was will, like when I realized we'll eventually cover another one of movie. his movies. Yeah. Yep. Another movie we'll cover on this podcast. Yes. When I realized that was a great movie, then I was like, well, I should probably finally watch The Iron Giant. Because, like, my family was, like, very much... Like, we had tons and tons of kids' movie VHS tapes. Like, I've seen pretty much the entire Disney animation library front to back. Um, Which is kind of a blind spot for me. That's insane to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Uh, like, I had never seen any of the uh, Clemens and Musker movies until, like, this year. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. But, like, for some reason, I'm pretty sure mainly just because this was Warner Brothers and off-brand and, you know, uh, not something my parents could buy for <laughs> my older sisters. Uh, I had not seen this movie as a child. Um, it was really... Uh, when Shrek came around that 
that that that uh, my VHS craze uh, that was your awakening began. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad that that was the beginning of the end. Oh, uh, yeah, I had yeah I had Shrek one and two on VHS, um, mm-hmm. and I I didn't get Shrek two on I I I didn't get Shrek two on DVD till uh, much later because now yeah, I've we, owned, we didn't I, have. I've, now I've owned the Shrek we, franchise on VHS, DVD, and Blu-ray for everyone wondering. Yeah, we we had the Shrek two DVD. I don't think I, I feel like we had. Yeah, I guess we had all three on DVD. I don't, I don't think we had any of them mm-hmm. on VHS. Yeah, my dad so had a seeing, pretty. <laughs> oh, I you were was seeing, seeing the, the Shark Tale trailer, uh, the oh, Madagascar oh, yes. featurette. Um, yep. And then Far Far Away Idol after the. Well, yeah, the yeah, yeah. one of the great one of the great DVD bonus features of all time. Yes, of course. So yeah, let's get I'm down actually. to a. Uh, I, I we forgot. Also, this is the thing that me and me and John did in the few episodes that me and him did. But we forgot to de- de- last week talk about if we des- if we think do we do we think Bicentennial Man deserved to bomb at the box office? Yes, yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> pretty resounding. Yes. <laughs> well, this uh, movie, no. I'll tell you right now. No, this no, movie, no, absolutely no. not. This, this movie deserved to have made ten trillion dollars. This movie should be the highest grossing, not the highest grossing movie of all time. But you know what I mean. It should. Yeah, have Avatar done deserves well. it. You're right. No, Avatar does yeah. not deserve it. it. it like, it should go like Avatar, Titanic, Iron Giant, Tomorrowland. Yeah. You guys are way too far up James Cameron's ass. Oh, We're I also know. way too far up Brad Bird's ass, specifically <laughs> about Tomorrowland. <laughs> well, that's its own episode. We gotta, we gotta keep Yo, Tomorrowland. We'll talk about Tomorrowland. Because I, well, I will go seen off on, the, on Tomorrowland. What'd you say? Have you seen Tomorrowland with Vinsky? Yeah, uh, I don't think it's that great. <laughs> it's not bad. I just don't think it's that great. <laughs> To Glad you, you're podcasting you. from opposite. Uh, he does city. have like three, three or arguably four or five star movies that he's directed, though. So yeah, I mean, it's like it, yeah, it's, Tomorrowland. It is like four. <laughs> it's four. It's four like ten out of tens in a row. A, a nice like a night like a gentleman's seven, and then like another ten out of ten. Uh, gentleman's seven. He's gentleman's best. eight. Come on now. I don't know. Seven, I'd, I, I'd go. I'd go like. <laughs> I'd go. Uh, I'm going on stars. I'd go five, 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 four and a half, four, or no, four and a half, three. <laughs> he, gives, four. he gives four stars to tomorrow. This is no three. Yes. This is a man who doesn't know how to count. Well, I'm, well, sure, I'm glad we're all watching. Release order was messing me up. I'm glad we're going mm-hmm. through the Brad Bird filmography without uh, actually mentioning what movies he's directed and just no, it's just oh, yeah, the order. He's, 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 he's directed the Iron Giant, The Incredibles, Ratatouille, yes. Go, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, Tomorrowland, and then The Incredibles too. He's yes. my favorite director. You know, he's he's, he's the best. Uh, I, I mean, two of his movies are like, I mean, he's he's two for three on like my favorite Pixar yeah. movies. I like, wouldn't like I wouldn't those put are two him of my three favorite Pixar movies: yeah. The Incredibles and Ratatouille. Yeah, I definitely agree. Iron Giant, Incredibles, Ratatouille, masterpieces across the board. Yeah. He would not crack my top ten favorite directors. I would say, I do like he's him. He's in lot. my. Um, he's in my three. He, it's like him, Marty, and Tony Scott. For favorite or like highest rated? No, my my favorite directors. Okay. Um, um, he's like probably my top ten. You can't beat Tony. Tony's I haven't seen enough Tony <laughs> movies yet. I, I've only seen you like three it. or four Tony movies. Doing that fucking demented 
16 movies in two weeks, all directed yeah. by Tony Scott. I like Tony Scott. I will never complete his filmography. I hey, don't at least think. you didn't do the Brendan, the Brendan and James challenge of watching every James Bond movie ever released. Oh, I will I'm be doing do that it. one. I will be doing I'm that gonna one. I'm going to do it now. before don't do no it. Time it Dime comes out. You yeah, guys it's now. coming out in it's October. 26 now. movies. confirmed. It's 26 movies, they, and like maybe maybe nine of them are good. James Bond September is just getting started, boys. I've seen what is it? Like I've I've seen like ten of them, I think, including the '60s Casino Royale, the most yeah, fucked the up one movie that we of watched all time. the other day. <laughs> it was it incredibly was like a fucking bad. evil movie. Yeah, it was an evil movie. Let's talk about let's talk about the Iron Giant. So, okay. movie set. It's what so 1957. Yeah, 1959. It's 57. 57. Yeah, because I, I I watched this movie like twice yesterday because I watched it and then a friend came over and she hadn't seen it, so I watched it again. Okay. Because it's also like 86 minutes with yeah, credits. It's, like it's it's, like, it's, 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 it's pretty quick. I do love a quick runtime. I do love it. Yeah. Um, and so it's set in Rockwell, Maine, named after you know American painter Norman Normie. Normie. Yeah. Named Which after a Lana like, so Del Rey album. Yes. Exactly. Which this movie is like so indebted to style wise, like it looks like uh, you know it looks like a rock cool, painting. Lana Del Rey? Yes. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! I'm talking about the Iron Giant. When we talk about fucking Transmorphers, the movie, and you're like, well, Orson Welles' performance is really you know, transcendental to me. I'm gonna just like be making. I'm gonna like fart with my armpit into the mic for two hours I'm, and I'm see how yoking, you fucking like it. I'm yoking, Will. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> and. <laughs> Whole movies in scope, which is awesome because like no animated movie was doing Do that at that. the time. Definitely love that. Yeah, yeah. It's like it, you know, it, it's framed. It moves like a live action movie, but it is it is in fact animated. It's the same mm-hmm. thing. It's like how The Incredibles is like basically Goldfinger, but like yeah. it's animated. It has the same vibes as a that's live action. One movie. of the things he does perfectly, where it's just like, that's like I think cartoons. Yeah, I think that's that the, are just so dynamic. In their yep. in their composition, in their movement and like composition, and it's like he's playing with the same tricks when he flips to live action. He's like the only guy who's done the jump successfully, I would say. What are you talking about? Andrew Stanton made the biggest movie of 2012. John Carter. Yeah, I I have someone who wants to come on this show to talk about that movie with us, and he like really likes it. So Wait, I've who? never I've never seen it. I've never seen it. I need to watch it. Oh, and I thought you watched it with us. No, I wasn't there. Brendan I and I watched it the other day. We had no idea. No, I've never seen, I guess I watched never it with seen John Carter. Yeah, I guess I watched it with Matt and Kenny then. You don't. Yeah, you're well. not missing much. You don't need to. Oh, that I'm sure I'll like fucking it. Demented. I'm sure I'll like it. No, Owen, oh, because we like the same type of like bullshit, and that movie's different. the same type of flop blockbuster. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yeah. but th- that movie's insane. Like it well, just good. <laughs> like John insane. Carter is hot garbage. I like insane. It's like truly. So. It's like truly one of those movies where like Brendan and I like can't stand to like look at the screen, so we're just talking about like literally anything else that we can come up with. Yeah. watching it. It like it is like like I will defend garbage as will you Owen specifically garbage that like they used money to steal from the Walt Disney company to yeah. just make like insane hundreds of millions bullshit. of dollars. Yeah, yeah. It's like why at world like why I love at world's end so much just because it is like insane cuckoo garbage, and mm-hmm. it was like it cost three hundred million dollars. Right. But so we meet we meet Hogarth. Well, I no because the, the cold open is the. Uh, the fisherman, yeah. he's the on the boat. captain, yes. And yes. the, uh, the con- well, well, first we see Sputnik. Yeah, Sputnik's flying around the scene, because this is, this is a movie about the Cold War. It's about, uh, you know, 
American xenophobia during that time, and something lands in the eye of a storm off the course of Maine. It's it's him. It, it is the Iron Giant. <laughs> it's Sputnik. It's Vin Diesel. It's, Spu- it's Sputnik, the guy. It's Vin Diesel himself. And then, so the next day, we were intro to Hogarth Hughes. He's like kind of a latchkey kid. He's like one of my favorite characters in any movie. He's great. He like lives with his hot mom and who works at a diner. Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston, yeah. Who is I think like the one. Because like I think like Warner Brothers wanted like a complete. I know that Warner Brothers wanted like a completely different cast. The only one that I can remember off the top of my head is they wanted Schwarzenegger to play Christopher McDonald's character. Yeah, it's like kind of makes and sense. I forget who they wanted. <laughs> I, I guess, yeah. I, yeah. I forget who I mean, they wanted. That would, be, that, would, that would be kind of funny. It definitely works better when it's not a celebrity voice, though. When it just sounds like a yeah. guy. Yeah, when it's just a guy, which is yeah. much better. And yeah. I'm sure that's something Brad Bird pushed back against. Like having oh, a star yeah. cast. Because he's like casting. an insane because person. You want him, because you want him to be able to be anybody. Because yeah. he could be anybody. Yeah. Because yeah. he's not a. We'll, we'll, we'll get to Kent Manson, yeah, yeah, who works yeah, for the government. Yeah, yeah. But he brings a. He, he wants to bring a squirrel home. His mom says no because they have to rent a room. He meets Dean, who's like a beatnik. He's sexy. Played by Harry Connick uh, Jr. Harry Connick by, Jr. Played by One Harry the, Connick Jr., who looks like Justin Thoreau animated. Yes. You know, it kind of looks like Harry Connick Connick Jr. a little bit. (laughs) A little bit, but look at Justin Thoreau in Mulholland Drive and tell me it's not. No, yeah, he he does look (laughs) exactly like Mulholland Drive. Did I tell you guys? No, I did tell you guys about the kid who was vaping in front of me at the Mulholland Drive screen, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The The only time I remember someone like smoking in a movie theater in front of me was during opening night of The Hunger Games Catching Fire. Oh yeah, sorry. That, that kind of rule was was it like was a, I, mean, I guess like vapes hadn't been you know yeah. popular. Was it was it just like a cig? Yeah, I think so. At least what I remember. Yeah, right. That's even cooler. That, <laughs> that I don't know. I think like smoking cigarettes indoors is like kind of well. I, I don't know how I feel about smoking indoors unless it's like you're vaping at the Mulholland Drive screening, which is like an objectively <laughs> funny thing to do. Yeah. But yeah, yeah we get we we no, get I'm Hogarth. Don't, don't he's smoke like, uh, inside. Don't smoke yeah, don't inside. smoke indoors. Don't smoke, kids. Uh, he's, Unless you're in, like, the 80s, then it's cool. Yeah. Unless you're in a movie. Or, like... Yeah. Then it's the coolest thing yeah, you can do. Yeah, that's the coolest thing you could possibly do. So, yeah, we got Hogarth. He's kind of a latchkey kid. We got his, his dad is, like, either away overseas or died in World War II. He's got, like, a fighter pilot helmet. He's got a photo of his dad on, like, a World War II fighter plane in his room. But he's kind of he's alone. He doesn't have any kids. He talks about how he's been like moved up from I think I don't know. I think it's fourth grade to fifth grade. He's a he, he's a cute kid. He's voiced by Stifler's brother from American Pie Two. He's got bigger aspirations than this small town. Kind yeah, of. he he want, he's looking for something more. Yeah, and he's very night, imaginative. Yeah. He's yeah. He's, His mom's working late, and he's got to uh, he's got to entertain himself. himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's, he's putting, a uh, movie he kid. Puts the, he puts the whipped cream in the Twinkies. Yeah, he's a, he's a movie he's, kid. That's a good he's watching yeah. this like fake B movie. He's watching a Jesse Tuttle type movie. <laughs> and the power goes out. Goes out to the power. Goes out to the power station. He meets. He meets the main. He meets the titular guy, the Iron Guy, the big metal man. And he's big. I like that he is like immediately because I. I don't know this movie. This is like the first one, at least that I can think of, like a true, like a real great, like boy and his monster movie. Which is like you know later. I mean, you know, very E.T. Much, E.T. E.T. is yeah. E.T. is the <laughs> yeah. yeah but I, I think this is better sorry. Than E.T. This movie is better than E.T. Mm, 
I, I'm always, I've always been like maybe, not maybe. mid on ET, but I, like ET's good, but like it's not. That's in, that's insane. ET is like great. kind of a. It's not as good as ET's this. A, it's not. I, well, no, my, no my only point was no that, it, that this is not this. the first Boy Meets Monster movie. That's my point. Yeah. No. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> e- ET is the other one and the vastly more popular. One. Yeah. At least the Iron Giant doesn't feel like balls, though. I, well, yeah. You know, I, I was about to say, well, I'm like, yeah, the Iron Giant feels like, like the like, bottom I, of my MacBook. Yeah, I thought you were describing the movie at first. Yeah. Do you think he's like warm? Do you think the Iron Giant's like warm, like my PC, like if I turn off the fans? Or is I he think like, so. No, I think. Is I he think like so. cold metal? Well, I don't I think know because he's, he's got like he's got like mechanics inside of him. Like he yeah. has like. Is he like a car? Is he, is he like warm like a car hood or like after your car? I would been say on warm like a car hood. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> right. He, Iron Giant also really big. Like very. Always, large. He's always bigger than I remember him being. Yeah, he's extremely he's tall. Yeah. That's why like he's, they, yeah, he's such a problem for these army guys. Yeah, like, this it, well, guy's no, massive. It's because he's made, of, it's he's made of space metal. Yeah, and he's made of space metal. Yeah, but the Iron Giant meets Hogarth. Hogarth saves him by turning off the electricity because the Iron Giant, as we all know, he eats metal. Yes, he's trying to eat the he's trying to eat the power station. The power station gives him a big old shock. He's getting zapped. Yeah, he gets zapped. Hogarth saves him. The Iron Giant. Uh, he thanks him, and then Hogarth goes home with his hot mom, and Hogarth's mom is not happy with him. Is no. his gun, all this does is his gun already say hog hug now? Or like, no, because he, bring, he, he brings the BB gun out to the woods, and I think this is when the Iron Giant steps on it. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't know why. I just think that's so funny, the hog hug. Thing. Hog hug? <laughs> Hogarth Hughes. <laughs> Oh, like great name, like a great fucking kid name in a movie. Yeah, and they even make fun of the name in the movie. Yeah, yeah like, it definitely like, sounds like a character. Yeah, like if I were if I it were writing an academic, yeah. if I were writing an academic essay on uh, the Iron Giant, I think there's definitely some through line you can draw with a comic book inspiration with Hogarth Hughes being his name and all the Superman references. Yeah, there's something there. Like I would, yeah, I would believe that nobody's been named Hogarth since the 1950s if you told me that, and I'd be like, yeah, that's I, true. I've also wanted to, for the longest time, like name a uh, name a dog Hogarth. Like I think it'd be a great like beagle name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just named your dog like after I, the cat from Captain Marvel. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! I named my dog after <laughs> Top Gun. <laughs> I guess I could have. I don't know. She doesn't have like a, that. That dog is not a Hogarth though. Hey, I mean, you're the judge. I'm, I'm, she could be. Yeah, I, I, I haven't I met her yet. I don't know. I'm just here <laughs> yeah, to make awful jokes. You're here to talk about girl boss movies? Of course. Yeah. But then, so while all this is happening, after, like, the, the local, the fishermen saw him, he called the government, and they send, they send Kent Mansley, and they he do does work them. for the government. He's from the government, yes. Yeah. He's got, like, a big fucking head. He looks awesome. <laughs> He's like a giant, like eight foot tall ginger man. He's like man. the worst guy in a movie. Like he's just he's, the worst. Yeah. He's you the biggest him. piece of shit. Yeah. He he kind of looks like Brad Bird. He looks he like, does look like Brad Bird. A little yeah. bit. Yeah, you're right. With you're red right. hair. With red hair. Brad Bird has red hair. I thought. Well, I don't know. He's he does ever. He's, he's, he's a strawberry. Like a, I thought he was like strawberry, he's like a strawberry blonde. blonde. That's what yeah. I thought it was. Yeah. 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 I don't think I've ever referred to like a man in my life as being strawberry blonde. I'm well, like, I that have. Like a, well, yeah, we're talking about Brad Bird. He was strawberry blonde. <laughs> yes. Like he looks like Syndrome in the same way that 
Brad Bird also looks like Syndrome. Yeah. He's, just like he's the, the Brad Bird. Yeah. The, who, what's yeah. the Isn't there a word for, like, uh, insert character? He's the insert Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, just found, I just realized 57 is also the year that Brad Bird was born. And that's the year oh, that this movie okay. takes place. Well, yeah. pause. can we pause it on the plot, sorry, for a sec? Because you know, like, yeah. where the conception of this movie comes from, right? Yes, I do. Do that you want me to talk about it? Do yeah, you want yeah, to talk yeah. about you it? Could, you could talk about it because you, you you're, the, it. you're so, the expert. Yeah, this is like we, we're about to enter the no joke zone. So this movie is originally this is it's, it's based on a book by Ted Hughes, who was poet laureate of the country of England for I think a couple of years. He was married to Sylvia Plath. You know, people, I feel like people generally like know who Ted Hughes is. Yeah. And he wrote a book called The Iron Man about an Iron Man who uh, he comes from space to fight a dragon and he's very celebrated by the time he just like shows up to like help, you know, help out like the seaside town and movie kind of, and people, I forget, I think Warner brothers buys the book rights in yeah. early in like the late eighties, early nineties. It was going to be like a Pete Townsend rock opera. There's like terrifying test footage of that, that exists somewhere. Like I think Pete Townsend has a producing credit on this movie. So like he just like got paid from it. Um, but the Brad bird version exists because Brad Bird's sister um, was like very you know, very tragically killed in a, like a, in a shooting um, yeah and that very much impacts his view on the whole concept of gun violence and you know gun ownership and like you know like the dangers of like traditional small town American toxic masculinity so the pitch meeting for this movie basically kind of gets shaken down to into what if a gun knew it was a gun and yeah. didn't want to kill people which, which is, is awesome you know, and yeah which is awesome no it's great yeah. it's about like i'd say it's a little more I, I complicated it, than that but yes that's yeah like but that is well in, there's a documentary on the blu-ray called the, I think yes. it's the giant's dream and like the that's documentaries like i, I on watched blu-ray that as well excellent yes the documentaries I, I watched are them at the time yeah I haven't, One I of them is directed by Michael Giacchino's son. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's basically where like the kernel of this movie comes from. It comes from the Ted Hughes book as well as Bird's own like personal experiences with gun violence, and then like it adds in a bunch of the stuff about the malleability, of the soul, and how you know right. we we go on into the ether after all of yes. this, and it's you know I. This movie also we'll get into when or I just we go to this is definitely what takes <laughs> this just, movie from standard, you know, children's boy movie to, to children's movie to to like, I'm one of the best sobbing on the yeah. I'm sobbing on the couch like yeah. there's a we'll, we'll talk about it eventually like when I just like when the waterworks start but basically like the last twenty minutes of this movie I'm like fucking inconsolable yeah yeah like just an yeah. absolute mess. <clears throat> Um, I don't know. I think that also is because it's like growing up. Like I, I was a latchkey kid, and like you know, there are you know, you look you look like Hogarth Hughes long enough, and people are like, and you know, you you graft onto that. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah you see, we'll, he's yeah. like a very. Um, he's he's someone you could see yourself as definitely as a yeah, kid. That's no, a the thousand. Point. He's like yeah, for sure. Yeah. He's a no, nice. He's, very, he's also he's, like he's very. It's very easy to identify with him. Yeah, he's like such a good-natured kid. I also do think that it it is a little good that we're doing this and Bicentennial Man back to back because this movie I think talks about a lot of like the, you know, like man versus machine, what is a person, oh yeah, type stuff. 
It's a far more mature times uh, yeah, and it doesn't even get depiction as of robots. Oh, it does it in yeah. an uncomplicated way, unlike Bicentennial Man. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like Bicentennial Man waxes about for fucking two and a half hours about like, oh, like, how do I become a real man? And like, in this movie, it's like, humans. how do I fuck a girl? Like, and imagine in this movie, it's if, like, imagine if the Iron Giant stopped for a scene where it's like Hogarth explaining to, to the giant, uh, and here's how well, sperm how dies. <laughs> yeah. But in, but instead it's the one scene of them in the junkyard where he's like, oh, like, he's like, he's like, and the Iron Giant's like, do I have a soul? Or it's like, will I die? And Hogarth's well, like, you have feelings, so no. And it's like, oh man, man, this movie's the fucking best. So we good. get we get Kent Mansley works for the government. He's looking around for the Iron Giant, and he's very he's like, he shows up and he's kind of like, oh, like I don't want. He's like, I don't want to be here. He's like, big things won't happen here. He's like, big things happen, big places. And then the Iron Giant eats his car. Mm-hmm. Deserved. Deserved. No, super deserved. And then he, he, was, find, like, he, he finds was just Hogarth's, so hungry. He was hungry. Like we can't blame him. The Iron Giant is com- he's completely blameless. He's he's like a puppy. That's what he is. He's he, just like a puppy. He, he is, but he's also I I think he's more of like your younger brother than he is like a puppy. Well, yeah, as he like learns more about people, he starts out as like a puppy, and then he becomes like your younger yeah. brother, and then at the end he yeah. becomes Superman. Yeah, he does become Superman. Um, and yeah, so Kent Mansley eventually discovers through like you know. Hogarth's BB gun with his name on it and like a photograph and a camera that he leaves laying out that obviously Hogarth is involved in the Iron Giant and Hogarth is stashing him at Dean's scrapyard. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like, oh no, I'm missing the thing with the train. At the beginning, the Iron Giant steps on train tracks and he tries to put him together. He causes a train like crash. A, <laughs> he does cause a train crash. But like, we don't really blame him for it. He tried yeah, his he's, best. He's goofy. He tried his hardest. Yeah, come on. Yeah. And that's, I think, like, the beginning of where you realize that it's like, oh, like, this is a, like, a fully good thing. Like, yeah. it's a, you know, he's, like, a fully, unif- like, a like, he's a good guy. Anything yeah. he does he's, like, bad is not of his own volition. Yeah. It's either an accident yeah. or, like, unintended. Mm-hmm. Like, that he's, got, he's also, and he's got the big bump so on his head just, also. Uh, you know, stuck Xenophobia. in their own biases. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep, because there's this scene, what is it? This scene, one of the 10,000 scenes in this movie makes me cry at the end when they're going, what, uh, I think it's like 20 minutes in, when he's riding around in his hand and he's telling yeah. him about Rockwell and he's like, and Iron Giant like runs down the hill and Hogarth's like, you can't go. He's like, they're not ready for you yet. Aww. He's like, they'll be, he's like, they'll be scared of you. And then I, that's like when I have to pause the movie and like walk around my apartment and fucking sob. You're like nobody's deep business. Breaths. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm taking my deep breaths. I'm, I'm, I'm reading viral tweets about trauma response. And, uh, I don't know. Where, where, where do we go from this? He, Hogarth reads him some comic books. Iron Giant learns about Superman. Yeah, and we also well, learn the Iron Giant. Well, they can, introduce can put the Iron Giant to Dean. There's yes. that whole part. Because they go, oh yeah, with the with the with the lake. Yeah, no, 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 because that's when they, oh, they go that. to the scrapyard earlier. Yeah. They go to the scrapyard because Iron Giant's hungry. He's got to eat. Yeah, and he wakes up Dean because he throws a car over a mountain. As you do. <laughs> Iron Giant, he's big, he's strong, and Dean is not enthused by the Iron Giant initially. He does yeah. not have the. Re- I would definitely be freaking out a lot more. But. Yeah, one of cool. like the funniest, relatively one of, like, cool. the, one of the funniest cuts in this movie is it's like when he just like dumps the coffee and goes inside, then it's just like the slug. It's like thirty seven minutes later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
<laughs> and the whole just like fucking bothering him nonstop. <laughs> I like I I do understand why the kids weren't didn't want to be friends with Hogarth. He is kind of annoying. Mm, he yeah, is kind of annoying. as like a former annoying child yeah, now he's annoying a, he's a, he's adult. He's an attention seeker in the because his mom was never around, not really around yeah, as mo- much to mo- give him attention. His mom's not around. He like has no strong father figure, and it's like. He he finds it in Dean. He also kind of finds it in the Iron Giant. It's you know, mm-hmm. it's um. Sometimes it's, it's all great. about your buddies. Yeah, sometimes it's all about your boys, and sometimes your boys are like a eighty foot tall metal guy, and like some beatnik that owns a scrapyard and makes like art. Yeah, yeah, a sexy, sexy beatnik. Sometimes it's Justin Thoreau from Holland Drive. <laughs> exactly. I wish exactly. my I wish my homies were Justin Thoreau from Holland Drive. But yeah. you were at my house like a month ago, and you and me standing next to each other look like Hogarth and Dean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it would be a lot cooler if you were Justin Thoreau from <laughs> from um, all Drive. So, or if I owned a scrapyard. Yeah, or if I got to like sleep on like a like the back seat of like an old car. You feel like, like a guy yeah, who would own a scrapyard? Well, I would love to own a scrapyard. You're so gonna just become the event Dean. That the, in yeah. the event that the Iron Giant does come, like I'll be able to like feed him. Yeah. So then we get Kent Man's like he rents the room at the Hughes's house mm-hmm. and he starts bothering Hogarth. Oh. And Hogarth's mom is like, You should be nice to Kent Mansley. Yeah. And Hogarth's like, I hate Kent Mansley. Yeah. I'm gonna make this, him take laxatives so he poops his pants. Of, uh, this part reminds me of uh, Bo Welch's The Cat in the Hat, uh, when Alec Baldwin is introduced as a potential stepdad figure. Um, mm. Can you yeah. not? I don't even think movie? that. Can you not? I don't even think that this stop? movie like does that though. <laughs> I think you're actually just projecting. <laughs> no, because I, because I, I feel like Mrs. I feel like Annie Hughes is like I. This man is strange. I'm yeah, gonna close I his head like, in the bathroom like, door. Like he says, he says the line. He says, um. You know, this is what happens when you don't chew your food enough. And, like, the look she gives him and is she, like, like, she wants so to man. murder him. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, then, and then she closes the door on his head and he makes the Brad Bird face. Yeah. Like, uh, it's, the, it's when Remy chokes on the soup and when Violet shoots the water like out the of whoop? her nose. And incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Just like the <laughs> face. <laughs> like, the, the face of, like, true pain. <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, man. So, Kent Mansley, he, he, he goes and poops his pants a bunch. Yeah. And Hogarth, Dean, and the Iron, they go to the lake. Iron Giant does a big cannonball. It's very funny. It reminds me of the bit in Shell, <laughs> how where Fat Gwyneth jumps in the pool. <laughs> My fucking God. Don't. Can you stop bringing <laughs> these movies? No, no, no. no. The, sh- the Shallow Hell reference is funny. I'm happy to hear That's it. It's better than the Cat in the Hat one, which had nothing to do with the movie. This is how my brain works. Like, it's a prison. One sec. You, you two continue the plot summary. I need you to should be locked quick. in that prison by yourself. Don't share it I with need, us. <laughs> I need to do some quick research. Well, there's the one scene also around this point. I don't know exactly where. That was um, added in if you're watching the signature edition of the movie. Yeah, the signature edition. If you're you're watching on Owen Plus. Yeah, the one I own. Uh, yeah. Where it's where I it's. Ju- I, I have the the Blu-ray has both, and so the does the iTunes version. Cuts. Yes, I think the scene's a little unnecessary, but it's kind of cool they did it. Where Which it's one? like Dean Dean's like asleep, um, and then the static of the Iron Giant's dreams cause like this 
this dream sequence that shows like what the Iron Giants like intended to do. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's like and you the, get the, and the army Dean, like, of them. watches it on TV or whatever. Yeah, because it's pretty. Yeah, which like, is pretty. It's just a cool idea, and it's like something yeah, they storyboarded. It's necessary, but it's cool. Yeah, it's something they like yeah. storyboarded, but never animated or something. I believe they say mm-hmm. in the documentary. No, yeah, um, it, it, it's storyboarded, and not animated, and then when they re-released it, I think the first, I think the re-release of the signature edition is in ninety, is in two thousand sixteen. Yeah, no, because it finally came out in Blu-ray in twenty fifteen. Yeah, and because yes, because I remember I saw it in Chicago at a rep screening in twenty fifteen. Yeah, and that's when it first got put back in the theater. Yeah. So the scene's kind of unnecessary, but it's cool they did it. Yeah, it's just like fun. It's nifty. Yeah. It's whatever. I think it like should have just been like a bonus feature because I don't think it yeah, like, looks definitely. great. It has big deleted well, it, it's scenes. It's not that it doesn't. It just doesn't looks it different look from good. the rest of the movie, which is a little yeah. It's it's because of course it's like it does. So it's sixteen years later. Step. Yeah, yeah. It's so out of step, like visual fidelity wise with everything else. Yeah, I did a little bit of research, and the Cat in the Hat did make a hundred and thirty million dollars on a hundred and ten million dollar budget. We're not talking about it. I refuse With to talk about it. With TNA, we're returning to the cast. Consider. You're already making me. I, you're already making me do next don't week's spoil episode. It, don't spoil it. Don't you're spoil already it. making me episode. do the worst movie ever. I will. I'm uh, so excited if, to rewatch it. What if the cat in the hat well. is good? Actually, I like. It's no. not. It's not. <laughs> I, I'll tell you right now. To, it's not. It's I went funny. to college with a guy that I was I went to college with a guy that I was like kind of friends with who like is like I really like the cat in the hat. I think it's like actually great. Yeah. yeah I've watched you should, it's like, like three are you times still friends with him? You shouldn't. No, I'm not I'm, I'm not still friends with this guy. Good. I've watched it like three times in the past few years. I haven't seen it probably since like 2008. I saw it like recently, <laughs> like last year or something. Why like the someone fuck it was would you on in like it? someone's house or something. I don't remember. If I went to someone's house and it, they were playing the cat in the hat, I would leave. Yeah, oh. I wanted to. We we showed <laughs> it in one of the Emerson Common Rooms, uh, <laughs> and people oh did walk God. in. Why? And we were watching yeah, no. the cat in the hat. You're the worst. I well, to, yeah. To be fair, I've I wa- I've walked into Emerson College, College Common Rooms and just seen like the most fucked movies playing. <laughs> Kids are watching like Apocalypse Now on like a <laughs> like in a group on like a twenty four inch like yeah. seven. 20p tv it's like a tv that has a built-in yeah. dvd player on the side <laughs> the dream we have to bring that back we have we have one of those in my dad's house still i think from can when you I still was, buy like, can you like buy a tv with a built-in blu-ray player uh mm, I, I, i'm gonna go steal one from my dad's house it's still let me it. look it's on the right side it's blue it's got like this blue little little slot where you put in the, the DVD. I remember yeah. watching, like, you You remember when iCarly premiered and they showed, like, five yeah. episodes of iCarly, like, on repeat for, like, the next two weeks on Nickelodeon? Uh-huh. I remember watching, like, a good, like, ten hours of iCarly on that TV when it first came out. Huh. That's, that's my guess. That's the most memorable moment I have. Of Are you watching TV. the iCarly revival on Paramount Plus? Uh, honestly, I'd rather watch that than Shang Shang Chi. So, um, oh my God, go go sit, go put your fucking baby diaper on, and go sit in the playpen <laughs> you if you're gonna watch you the iCarly reboot. All right, all right. You're, you're gonna be missing. Jesus out, my fucking friend. Christ! I can't think of anything out. like more depraved than watching that. If, out, they, if they were gonna do an iCarly reboot, what they should have done is like have like Noah Baumbach direct it and make it like <laughs> Francis Ha, where it's just like, they oh, this, <laughs> this is just an evaluation of. <laughs> the existential crisis of a 
of someone in their late twenties. Like that's what that's what the Arkham reboot should be. Yeah, or they should have made it like Ingrid goes west. Yeah, just like we're, ex- we're, extreme. She's like, yeah, she's like. It, it's like how like people like who made the jump from Vine to YouTube like kind of got fucked up. And it's like about like that's what yeah. iCarly <laughs> trying to adapt to an ever changing digital media landscape. <laughs> she's she's gonna figure out. It like, should be TikTok. like singing. It should be like singing in the rain, but like about iCarly. Singing in the rain for iCarly. <laughs> should be like random dancing in the rain. <laughs> what is the What is their last name in the show? What do I not remember? Shay is their last yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Shay Guevara. I don't know. I don't know this because I've been watching the no, iCarly. Shay as in because the, my, sta- my, the former my brain stadium. is a steel trap of useless information. <laughs> Shay as in uh, S-H-E-A As in like the stadium yeah. Yes, the former stadium Yeah, like, which is not Yankee Stadium The no. setting of next week's movie <laughs> I'm literally I'm so fucking excited Are there any, good, movie, are there any good movies about the Mets? <laughs> no there, I don't think there are any movies about the Mets, are there? There are only like Well, they just added like 63 baseball. movies set in New York I, need, I, I demand representation. I, I demand representation as a Mets fan. There are too many Yankees movies. You have representation. There are like six seasons of The Sopranos. That's true. <laughs> All right, let's, let, let's get let, let's return to the Iron Giant. Where were we? <laughs> <laughs> so Kent Kent Mansley see he, he he has proof of the Iron Giant now through Hogarth's uh, photos, and he's like, Hog if you Hog. don't tell me where the Iron Giant is, I'm gonna kill your mom. Pretty dark. It is pretty dark. And then he chloroforms yeah. Hogarth. Yeah. This is what happens in the movie. And then they have the uh, the stare-off. <laughs> and Kent Mansley goes to sleep. And Hogarth yeah. slips out in the middle of the night. Which I'm kind of glad we don't see. Like, I'm glad that yeah. it's yeah, like... He does the little helmet then you get move. The, he does the little yeah. helmet move. He's He has the Book of yeah. Henry helmet on the pillow. <laughs> Can you stop? Oh my god! A movie, a movie, a movie we will cover on this podcast. It's all, I'm, I'm going to say I'm it is start all, a vote it is to also, kick you off this podcast on the second episode. It is also, of the, it is also the helmet that Young Frank wears at the beginning of Tomorrowland. But yes, it is. Thing. But whatever. Oh my god, that helmet's going to be the logo for the podcast. Instead of selling t-shirts, we'll sell we'll sell fighter pilot helmets. Yeah, it's just the, it's just a silhouette of the Book of Henry poster. <laughs> I'm gonna have to distance myself from this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> After Will and Owen's controversial opinions about the Book of Henry and Tomorrowland, <laughs> I'm quitting the podcast. Um, so the military shows up. Um, General Rogard, I believe, is the guy's name. He hates Kent Mansley, which is always good. They go yeah, to the like cop and scrap, and much like everyone. And uh, they, Hogarth and Dean have devised a plan to disguise the Iron Giant as modern giant art. giant art installation. Yep. Honestly, kind of genius. Yeah. It's good. When, he, when he's talking about how he's like, he's like some like fat cat industrialist wanting yeah, for the lobby. Like he wanted yeah. this for the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's, like, he's like, give me a week to cut the umbilical cord. He's like, I have to go say goodbye as soon as I give birth. <laughs> and this is also the scene that sets up one of my favorite runners in the movie is that uh, Hogarth's mom and Dean are fucking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went to, I'll talk about what is it, because I went to a Q&A with Brad Bird for this movie like two years ago when I first moved to L.A. And like someone was like, when did, when, like when in the movie do you think they like start like dating? And he was like, the whole movie. He's like, <laughs> he's like, how do you not figure this out? 
him him being like an actively hostile person to bad questions is like I think that really does elevate more him people in my should brain, be actively hostile to bad questions at filmmaker Q and A's. Yeah, like how I'm actively hostile to bad opinions and bad things that Owen says. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm no sure there'll be a lot of good opinions. opinions <laughs> a lot of good uh, opinions coming soon. <laughs> No more, That's no impossible. more bad, no more bad movies. <laughs> Only good movies. <laughs> I got bad news for you, Binsky. Yeah, I'm on the wrong podcast. Yeah, this it's not a bad movies podcast. Yeah, but I mean, have you seen the lineup? <laughs> yes, I would know. I made it. Have you seen the movie for next week? <laughs> I have. You, you just I have to the spill the beans. The movie for next week. No, we can't. No, we no, can't no, spoil no, no, the no, beans. We have to. We can't. No, we've given them enough clues. <laughs> we've given them no clues. The seven people who listen to this podcast are really going to be scratching their fucking heads trying to figure this one out. <laughs> yeah, but the people are going to be. What is making James so upset? Yeah, we gotta. Uh, we gotta anyone we gotta that's talked to me we while this keep movie's been mentioned, like, knows that I hate this movie. We have to keep everyone hooked on what we could possibly be covering yeah, next week we, on this fucking it's called, podcast. It's called, it's called listener the retention, Owen. Come on, <laughs> exactly. That's where we're gonna start running ads. It's gonna be the biggest episode yet. We're gonna start running ads and have Brendan do them. Oh no, we're not gonna Brendan do anything on this fucking podcast. <laughs> Absolutely not. His Love opinions you, are too bad for the Love for audacity. Brendan's got some good opinions. He On opposite had, fine. Yes, thank you, opinions. Owen. He's got some so good then the iron. What does this the iron when, do now? The the iron. This is when they're like hanging out and well, playing. This in is the like scrapyard. Part, and yeah. This is yeah when Hogarth like points the like spark gun at him and he goes yeah. into like kill mode. Oh yeah, yeah. And he shoots lasers through the bus. Yeah. I also forgot that this is like the same day that the army leaves because they're like just like retreating. Yeah, they left ten minutes ago. Yeah, because they're like, why would we stay if this is like there's clearly no threat that that's like provable? Because this is all just based off the hearsay from um from uh, Ken Manzi. Ken Manzi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He he has not Joseph McCarthy the character. His organization is like some like insane acronym. Like it's like unexplained phenomena division. I think. (laughs) I'm gonna, I'm gonna find it out. Like he, he is just like MAGA Fox Mulder. Uh, the Bureau of Explained, uh, of Unexplained, unexplained Phenomena. Yeah. Okay. All right. I had the, I had the letters right. Yeah. The, they should, whatever. they should team the, up with the, the Impossible buck, Missions the Force. Oh no, they should not. <laughs> I'm sure Ethan Hunt, Ethan Hunt would be probably amicable towards the Iron Giant. Yeah, they'd probably yeah. be friends. He'd the like Iron Giant would help the IMF, I would say, maybe <laughs> more than any other team member possible. <laughs> For how often they get disavowed, I think he'd be a good asset to the team. Yeah. They, they could, like, he build, would, like, a base inside of him or something. It would yeah, be, yeah. like, a mobile command station. He or it'd just be, like, what is it, like, when Cavill's he... mustache on his face. Yeah. Like, when he picks up Dean, he goes, like, Dean. Imagine him doing that to, like, Alec Baldwin. He's just like, Alec. <laughs> Alec Baldwin. And it's Baldwin. Alec Baldwin covered in the purple goop from the end of the cat in the hat. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, Stop. no, 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 no. Stop it. <laughs> Stop no, it. No, 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 no. So then the Iron, uh, and then Dean comes out and he yells at the Iron Giant for almost killing Hogarth with his death laser, which, like, Reasonable. Not to, not to discount the Iron Giant, but on a kind of a reasonable thing to get mad at him yeah, about. I would I would if I if my like son son slash brother figure was just like he had lasers shot brother at him. Figure. 
I mean, I mean, like they start out like Avery's kind of like a big brother, and then later on, yeah. it's like, yeah. and like he puts, dad. you know, uh, he, he puts a hole through a school box. You know, you know like the the father figure as the father figure. I think I'd be a little bit alarmed if I saw like death lasers being launched at like my <laughs> my like surrogate son. Yeah, it's not it's not a great look for the Iron Giant. Yeah. Oh, well, we we forgot to have the. When does when do they? Oh no! This is when Hogarth is at Dean's house for the first time when he hits him with the he's like the you are who you choose to be. Yeah, yeah. Which is advice that Hogarth imparts onto the Iron Giant, like here basically, because mm-hmm. this is what like because he yells at him and Hogarth is like, and then it starts to snow. The Iron Giant gets sad, and he and he walks away. And this yeah, is when he I, realizes that he's like he's, he's a gun. He can harm people. He, can never he doesn't be, want to do that. Yeah. yeah. He can never, he can be, never be, really be fully yeah. you know, he can never be fully accepted. And this is when I start to just fucking uncontrollably cry for the next 20 minutes. So he's walking and the local kids see him through their binoculars and they fall and they're like dangling from the scaffolding on a building. And the iron giant runs and he saves them. And all the all the townspeople are like, "Oh, like He's a good maybe, guy. maybe the Iron Giant. Maybe, maybe he's not so bad. But unfortunately, the military. Well, for, well in, in the course of like ten seconds, they're like, "Oh shit, it's an Iron Giant!" And then they're like, "Oh, he's not so bad." And then so they're bad. like, "Oh, he saved he saved yeah. the kids. He's, he's probably not that bad of a not that bad of a chap." It's a quick runtime. We get in. We get yeah, everything yeah. we need to know. Yeah. They tell yeah. you everything. Get in you late. Need get to out know early. Very, very yeah. concisely. And then the 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 army they turn around. Army and they comes. And they. they come back, yes. They start shooting the shit out of the Iron Giant. Yeah, yeah he's not in, having a good like, time. He's not having a good time. Very upsetting. Like I always forget how upsetting it is to watch yeah, him like, just get like shot that. up by the military. I'm like, that's my friend. Don't do that. Yeah, it's like that's like you know that, that's our special buddy. Yeah, stop. Yeah, they they, they shoot the him. shit out of him. He he grabs Hogarth. They run away and they they chase him off a cliff with some jets, and then the Iron Giant. He can fly. Yeah. Much like Superman. <laughs> much like Superman. And, yeah, the, when he starts to fly, then it's, like, full-on waterworks. Like, I just, I, I, I'm, like, in, like, I'm just crying straight for the, basically the rest of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Iron Giant gets shot down. He's rolling through the snow. Dean comes to pick up Hogarth. And he's, like, all fucked up. And the military's like, all right, now we get to kill the Iron Giant. They start but shooting at him again. Do and, know. And, do and this know. is when he goes into kill mode. Which <laughs> I know that it's bad that he goes into kill mode, but it's great bad. design. Like yeah. awesome. He's, he's and it's so also cool. like it's also like it's because he's like so he's got all this pent up anger about because he thinks like Hogarth is dead, I think, right? Yeah. Like yeah. he thinks he's like it's like gone. He, he's under the impression that the military killed yeah, Hogarth. Killed, and like, also his like, only friend. So like Also like the lump on his head gets pushed back yeah, out yeah, so like yeah, yeah. the sort of the, like, programming break fixed, that caused yeah. him to be like your big dumb younger brother is now um, off and he's in straight kill mode unfortunately uh warner brother also thought this was pretty rad um by making him uh do this at the end of ready player one no um, they don't because he doesn't go kill mode at the end of ready player yeah, one he just, just like punches a guy if he went he kill did, mode it would have <laughs> been it would have been cool you know he same blown him up <laughs> And when he's he, got like and all when these of course cool he, uh, and when of course when he's running to the basketball game in you know, a spaceship. Yes, 
he doesn't need to play basketball. <laughs> it's so I, I am like I really wish they put him on the great, team. They should have put him. There on is the great team. joy. Yeah, in he should have been on the court. Him. He would have been so good. <laughs> oh, also the thing that I the thing that I did a little bit of research on last night is Dean refers to espresso as like coffeezilla, and I had to Google it. And I'm like, Dean's watching these like foreign films because Godzilla comes out like in Japan, like three years before this movie takes place. Right, because the 50s. Because <laughs> it's the 50s. And it's like, I looked it up, and it's like, Godzilla like was released in America like two years after, but like very limitedly. So it's like, Dean's like, he's going to the art right. house cinema, he's watching like, these foreign It's like films. In, in like one of the Stranger Things seasons or whatever, there's like a poster where the kid has like Evil Dead on his wall, yeah. and like that movie was like and barely released And it's like, how the fuck did you time? see that? <laughs> it's so funny. That's a really good yeah. double Because I was like, because I was that, like, that there's no way that that's feature. like a, like a, and a, 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 what is it like a, what's the word when it's like something is like chromatically incorrect? Uh, um, like the, the time Chromatic period is wrong. Oh, no, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know the word I'll, for it, but yeah. You, you guys fill air. I'm going to find this. Uh, um, I was going to say that this movie would be a very good uh, double feature with Godzilla. I, I think that would be fun. Um, um, the other example of this I can think of, where it's like incorrect time period, um, oh, you're talking is about when chronological. Yes, it's an anachronism. Um, is the word uh, I'm when, thinking of? Is when uh, the Nice Guys takes place in 1977, um, but there's a billboard for uh, Jaws 2 in the background, which comes out the mm. following year. Yes. Or, yeah, that's uh, the kind of thing where I'm like, I don't care. Or uh, in Candyman, uh, 2021. Uh, no spoilers. This, this is not a spoiler tonight. for the movie. Uh, the film takes place in 2019. Like, there's a title card at the beginning, but there is a portion where someone explicitly listens to uh, Fiona Apple's 2020 album "Fetch the Bolt Cutters," um, oh. which come came out a year later. So yes, that yep, came I out remember when that album came out. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was like a, it was like March 2020, I think. Yes, those are examples that were on my brain. This movie would be it. This movie's a great double feature with like a bunch of movies. Like I know Owen, you have it with like The Shape of Water. Yeah, yeah. I like dream double feature. That's with the a Owen dream feature, I just watched yeah. uh, a couple days ago. I watched a matinee, the Joe Dante movie. I think this would be great with matinee. What's that movie? Like another about? movie about like that movie is about it's like half like latchkey kids like who live on a military base during like the beginning of World War Two, mm. and half John Goodman trying to run like a movie theater where he just plays like the shittiest B movies of all time. That sounds kind of fun. And I've it's like about it. it's like about the same kind of thing like the American xenophobia and like just like paranoia with like a looming right. war. I think it would work really well. I have it with. Levinsky, what are some movies that Iron Giant you'd, you'd pair with? Well, I think Godzilla is a very good one. Um, Godzilla is a really good like one. Like the like the the original. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the good. I'd have to think. I have not. <laughs> it really came from outer space. Is the other big one. Wasn't that what it's yeah. like based on? Like kind of like that's like some well, of the big it's visual based on the Iron inspiration. Man by Ted Hughes. No, I mean like some of the like well, big it, visual inspiration. It's a little bit of it's a little bit of that, and it's a little bit of the Day the Earth stood still. Um, you know what movie I did think yeah. about. Well, I think about this movie a lot, but a movie that I thought about while I was watching this is Speed Racer. It has nothing to do with Speed Racer. I just really was a movie that I about just it. saw in theaters. Yes, yeah, the movie that you just saw. Uh, the one thing that reminded me of Speed Racer was uh, should it make me cry? When Speed is hearing voices. Well, <laughs> it should make you cry. Speed Racer doesn't make you. Speed cry. Racer, make, speed racer does make me cry. Yeah. Um, 
a movie we will cover on this podcast. When, when oh, speed yeah. hearing, speed hearing like voices, and then um, right before the very climax of this movie, when the Iron Giant um, face face plants into a missile, uh, he's hearing Hogarth's voice, and I don't know why that made me think of Speed Racer, but they do that in Speed Racer, too. Where he's hearing voices. The main uh, character's hearing voices. Both of them are hearing voices of people they love in that big final moment. And, like, why It's like getting inspiration type of, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's why they do it. Because, I don't know about you, Binsky, but when you hop into the cockpit of a T-180, you don't do it to be a driver. You do it because you're driven. I am driven. You ever think about that? I do. I think you about, think about, that I, think about I think about speed racing his brother literally all the time. The ghost, yeah. Yes, oh my god. Right, racing the ghost of his brother. Man, that movie's the fucking best that shit ever. The, yeah, that movie is the best. I used it's to have so all four of my good. favorite movies on Letterboxd be speed racing. have not made a bad movie. That's yes, they have. And we will cover correct. that movie uh, on this podcast. That's a four star well, film. No, it is not. So Will and I watched so that good. movie and we were like, "What?" I, I no, yeah. to, Jupiter Ascending sucks. Jupiter I'm, like, I'm all for the love. Jupiter Ascending is so good. You're like so also, wrong about that. I also watched that. Movie, I'm all like, for the right Wachowskis rehabilitation project yeah. for movies that aren't called The Matrix, but except that one. Uh, try again. We, we no, watched, you're so fucked. We for watched that. Jupiter Ascending like right after I watched. I rewatched the, um, it like two weeks ago. Like to even more, yeah. Um, and man, that really just made me hate Ready, uh, Ready Edmund. Eddie Red- oh, Eddie Redmayne is also like his work. best performance. Which one? Jupiter Ascending? Jupiter yes. Ascending, absolutely. Yeah, because he's, yeah, yeah because he's in it the him. least. No, he's because you want to punch him. Yeah, and he's I like, I want to punch he, him in he every goes movie. From, like, he's, whispering he's my to, like, least favorite actor. And the movie knows it. Yeah. That's not true. Yeah. Ansel Elgort is my least favorite actor. Who is? Ansel Elgort, star of Billionaire Boys Club, a movie that you and Brendan watched without me. Yeah, well, I don't know. Brendan didn't know anything about it, and he was like, want to watch oh this movie? Oh, my God. We, like, we had a conversation about Billionaire Boys Club, like, <laughs> two weeks ago. Well, we were talking about how it made, like, who else is on the list of, like, least favorite actors? Jared Leto. It's Yeah, yeah Jared, Jared Leto. Um, except in Fight Club. Eddie He's Redman. fine in Fight Club because he doesn't speak. Yeah, um, I like that he gets the just pulped in Fight Club. Yeah, and he gets his face be- bashed in. Um, Elgort, Eddie, Eddie Redmayne, Elgort. There was one more. And Leto are the three that I think of constantly about how much I don't like them. There was one more I had them. on my on my like. I don't really care for Dame DeHaan. Uh, I, I like think Dame. I like Dame. I, th- I think I he's like good him. in like something. Something. He is Wait, weird. Ryan Teller, I'm not a fan of Wait, on like Ryan an interpersonal Reynolds? level. Wait, we completely missed Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, we oh, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How could we forget? <laughs> How could we forget? Star of the highest grossing movie of all time, Free Guy. I think at this point, it's made yep. uh, four billion dollars at the yeah, domestic poor, box yeah, office. Uh, remember the guy that was like, "You shouldn't wish movies to not make money." Well, I guess. He oh got my his god! Wish. I wish Free Guy made zero dollars. But yeah, I, I, I need movies to not make money. Otherwise, we have no more podcasts. Uh, <laughs> Jupiter Ascending did not make money at all, so I will be fighting to the teeth with you on that eventual episode. Yeah, you're a psychopath for that. Yeah, I'm bringing in Matt Pivko, number one other Jupiter Ascending no defender. Brother. Yeah. Matt Pivko will probably be at my apartment if we record that, so I'll beat him in real time. <laughs> <laughs> the whole episode is just like... 
Uh, and yeah, it's a fist, a digital fist fight. We, we just hear, we hear like screaming and like just bloody knuckles on, on flesh. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. That, that movie's so fucking bad. That but movie's the military. So the. What, what, what move? Because he has what is it? He has like the the goop that he shoots at the like the green orbs that he shoots at the his green hand. orb that like just vaporizes things. Um, He's got the one that it's like the sparks cannon that he blows up all the tanks with. Yeah, one of his arms is just like a gun. One. Yeah, and then there's the uh, the chest. He's got like the the pro- the scorpion tails that come out of his back that he just oh, like yeah, shoots yeah. lasers at. It, it 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 is such a shame that it's like the most upsetting scene like. It's like one of the most upsetting scenes yeah, like I can like, think of growing up. In like a different up. context, it would just be really cool. It would be so cool. Yeah, <laughs> like it'd be so cool. But in this, it like maybe it makes me cry. Um, and then they're gonna nuke him. They're um, gonna nuke him. They're gonna have then, the USS Nautilus nuke yeah. the Iron Giant. Yes. And then the, Dean comes out, and well, Ho- well, Hogarth, who Mansley told Rogard is dead, comes out and he's talking to him. Iron Giant's like pointing his big old gun at him. And he's like, he's like, you are who you, he's, yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get choked up. He's like, you are who you choose to be. He's like, no, you, he's like, choose, choose. And the Iron Giant goes out of kill mode and into regular guy mode. And then basically Super all is well. Man. Well, all, all is well, well. except no, nothing, no, nothing else bad happens okay. because the Iron Giant, he walks out with Hogarth. Uh, okay. Kent Mansley is defeated, and then uh, they launch a nuke at the Iron Giant. Yeah, no. <laughs> because Kent because Mansley Kent grabs the uh, the radio and yells, "Launch like, the missile now!" Or whatever. Yep, launch the missile now. And it's like I think it's on the commentary for this. Brad Bird talks about how he's like, I do, he's like, I don't think Kent Mansley is like a bad guy. Like he's like, I do think he's a bad guy. But what makes him a great villain is that he's like a weak man. Yeah, he's just like, and he's, he's like. He's like a little. He's, he's, a he's snake like just like a little like weaselly piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, he's he's Joseph McCarthy like snake uh, weasel. Yeah. He's like guy. everything bad about America, which is yeah. a lot, and like especially growing in the 50s, by the day, especially in the fifties. Yeah. yeah, but also like now, like that, like sort of yes. just like it's why it what is what I know is yeah, yeah, form, and yeah. like it's still, and so the Iron Giant, he he talks he talks to Hogarth. Iron Giant hits him with the "You go, I stay." Or, I go, you stay. No following. I I choke and start crying horribly. Hogarth tells him he loves him. Will looks Iron like Giant the most blasts. disgusting human being on the earth. Oh at this my point. yeah, no, I just look so <laughs> fucked up. Will's like, like ugly I just crying. look so fucked up. Um, and the Iron Giant flies into the missile, and he 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 just. He tells us that he's Superman because yeah, that's he what he chooses to be. Superman. And one thing Superman. we haven't talked about yet, and I know there's like a lot to talk about at the ending here, but one of the things we haven't yeah. really talked about is Vin Diesel's so good in this movie. Yeah. Like, Vin Diesel's so good in this cast. movie. <laughs> and like, obviously, this is a movie that has had like a second, third, fourth life on home video mm-hmm. and like, you know, has been. The Cartoon Network, I remember, would play it all the fucking time. Like, yeah, which is it, why I'm it, surprised it, it, I never saw it because, like, it I watch Cartoon a, Network all the time. So it has been appropriately, I think, given its place in the animated film canon. Yeah, but like, it's and also I crazy think, to think yeah. about this, like, in the terms of Vin's career, because like he had yes, only because this is just a couple years after. Sa- it's one Saving year Private after Ryan. Saving Private Ryan. Okay, I wasn't sure if Private Ryan was 97 yeah. or 98. And Which is essentially his, his first role. Yeah. That's his first movie, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Right. And he just shows up. He does it. And yeah. I, I think that, and this might be a bit of a stretch, but I do think that the acceptance of the uh, the the Groot character oh, in Guardians of the Galaxy I is was going to it too. It owes a lot indebted to, to Vin's performance yeah, to, because yeah. of this you know, movie. Because yeah. it it is the same performance. Yes. But yeah, it's basically the, the same, same character. Yeah. But it's the same thing where it's like in both movies you hear him talk and you're just like, oh. Like if it just yeah. it automatically like, there's something that there's something has so had, sweet about yeah, it. He's always yeah. had emotion behind that voice, like that very so much emotion. Voice. No matter he's what a he's very saying, emotional guy. no matter what he's saying, you can mm-hmm. hear the emotion. You can hear the family. Oh, Does he yeah. have a day for Wednesday? Because I know it's cre- I know it's Toretto Tuesday, Creativity Sunday. Does That's he have any and Family Friday? Does, does he? Do we have anything for Wednesday for Vin? <laughs> Let me Google real quick. He um, he's such a good Instagram follow. Oh, I don't yeah. know. I, I don't follow. But then I don't follow after a the, lot of people. So. Oh, Vin, Vin's Instagram is great. <laughs> Vin's Instagram is so good. <laughs> but then, so we, we cut to it's what like a couple. It's like a few months later, I think. Yeah. yeah. And they, we've built a, the dean has built a statue for the iron. He's become like a like a local legend. Like it's yeah. very much like the end of Dark Knight Rises, where like they built the <laughs> statue for Batman. I'm thinking of a movie people have seen. I'm sure fucking everyone yeah, yeah. does. No, it's, it's, it's good. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Um, and Dean and, Dean and Annie Hughes are really they're 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 really fucking now, and he's become Hogarth's stepdad. It's like he's got friends now, all as well. And Dean gives him the screw that goes into the Iron Giant's jaw. He's basically like, this is all they this is all they could find. And so that night, Hogarth goes to bed, and the screw, it's trying to go somewhere. Yeah. And they play that like it has like the little like twinkly like the doo 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 and that another piece of music that just fucking I, I start crying again at this <laughs> point. I'm just like I'm just weeping, sobbing my eyes out. Um and then we learn that in what what where's Minsky Iceland? Is that where the glacier yes, is? Iceland. In Iceland, the Iron Giant he's, he's putting himself back together. It's and he like smiles and very and that's the end. And that's Ice, the end of the movie. Yeah, it's some very Icelandic name of like the place. That yeah, at. it's some glacier with like a with like it's got like an umlaut on the O and like it's got like eighteen umlauts and, and J's a, and K's. It's a perfect ending. It looks like it, um, it is the perfect. I'm ending. glad they just never ends. made a sequel. Like, Can I tell you about? Because yeah, I, I want to talk a little mean, bit Ready about because someone and Space Jam a new <laughs> Space Jam. <laughs> yeah, he well he he reassembled himself within the server verse. Yeah, uh, brother. <laughs> <laughs> did Space Jam 2 make money? Uh, um, it did like okay for a pandemic movie. Yeah, yeah I won't. I, I, I'm not. We, we, I won't talk about that movie. I'll literally commit like ritualistic suicide if I have to watch that movie again. Talk about it. Yeah, there's, there's some stuff to talk about. Yeah, it made uh, Maybe. according according to Wikipedia, the budget was 150 and the box office was 151.8. Oh, it didn't make money. It did not it make, make money because <laughs> that movie was that movie had so much advertising and so much merch. Yeah, and there's oh, yeah. still oh posters for it up like that. I see. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll they, see them every once yeah, in a while. And I'm like driving around. They thought they were all over the place in the yeah. city in uh, New York. Uh, what do we think Space Jam would have made in like a regular? Probably like uh, two something, two something. Yeah, two something probably. Worldwide. Well, definitely sure. more worldwide because it didn't get released in China. I don't think. Oh, it didn't? So, uh, oh, really? No. This new one, I don't think it did. Huh. I guess, like, what do we think? Very like, the few box movies are getting released ceiling. in China right now. Like, that's, like, a whole well, thing. 
why that's are they just the making money? Because there's skulls that's... in movies nowadays. That's why like Snake yeah, Eyes made uh, four million worldwide or something. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Uh, oh no! But do you not know the numbers on Snake Eyes, Vavinsky? <laughs> no, I I, oh, I don't oh, care about this box office Owen, stuff as much as you guys. There was do. a week where me and Owen were texting each other like the domestic total for Snake Eyes. Like oh my every god, day. it's like unreal. oh my god, the box office the box office now is only thirty seven million. Yep. Yeah, and the De Palma tw- movie made more domestically <laughs> than Snake Eyes made worldwide. What movie made more money? The De Palma the movie. The De Palma that's Snake also Eyes with Nicolas Cage, <laughs> oh, yeah, where he yeah, just yeah. plays like a crazy cop. That's yeah. crazy. Domestically, Snake yep. Eyes made twenty-eight million. Uh, GI Joe Origins, yep. to clarify here. Um, yeah, Snake Eyes colon GI Joe Origins. Yes, domestic twenty-eight, international eight, eight. <laughs> oh, I have international at four. On the numbers.com. Yeah, box office photo says it's gone up to eight, but still. Okay. All right. <laughs> on a, on a $88 million budget. <laughs> I still got to we'll get to that. Snake Eyes. Yeah. I still we'll got to get a few movies. Snake Eyes oh. next week instead. Uh, please. <laughs> Is Snake Eyes on streaming? Yeah. I'll see how I'm feeling about watching Snake <laughs> Eyes. Please, please. This I'll see how plea. I fucking feel. I'm pleading so for I went help. To a, I went to a Q&A with Brad Bird at the American Cinematheque in Santa Monica, California. The second best theater in L.A. Second best non-AMC in L.A. And someone asked him why there wasn't an Iron Giant sequel. And he was so mean to this, this person. Poor guy. He was like basically, he was just like... No, it was a no. It was like a tw- it was okay. like a thirty five year old man. Okay. I still don't think that's I don't a very think he, dumb he question. Considering he, he made is making Incredibles too. He doesn't like. strike me as the kind of guy who'd be mean to a kid, but he does strike me as the kind of guy who'd be mean to like someone wearing like a Deadpool shirt, which oh, I'm sure yeah, this guy was. What, <laughs> what kind of guy? It was, like he yeah. he definitely like he he every time I've like, I think I've seen him speak like two or three times now, and every time he just strikes me as someone who like hates nerds like so much which does yeah. ring true when you watch Incredibles 2 and it's like actively hostile yeah, which is to the state of superhero movies <laughs> it, it's a movie about how like superhero movies have just made people morons yes <laughs> which is true you know anyway uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll all be seeing Shang-Chi in 3D this uh, weekend yeah. no I have no <laughs> desire to, I, I like don't in care in 3D in English uh, you don't have any desire to you don't have any desire to watch the ugliest looking wuxia movie like ever released mm-hmm. what what would you say to watch the fakest looking wuxia oh, movie of yeah. all time i'd much rather watch like any like what you got can, you like, gotta get tim roth his box office like a, receipts can we get like a new jackie chan movie we haven't had one in like a very long jackie time. chan's like a hundred years had, old uh, i don't com- care what was the one that came up the foreigner that was like yes a i saw ago. that yeah. it was, yes. that was yeah. fine that was with Chris Brosnan. yeah that, that that was fine but i i want he's like trying another, to sell his house yeah i want like another my man uh, wants another spy legend next of the drunken master or something you want another spy next door no, I want Legend of the Drunken Master, which is a movie that already exists and is so good. Um, and I'm probably going to watch like this week because I love that movie. There's like a the, sorry, the entire I, like, I, I, last I, half hour of that movie is just a fight scene. And I muted my like the I muted my input because the entire Los Angeles Police Department was driving past my apartment at max fucking siren. They're volume. coming to arrest you. They're no, they're you. probably on their way to do something completely useless. They're coming to get yes. you. Because they they're heard we were talking about no, Brad, a potential some, sequel to The Spy Next Door. Yes. 
Oh, no, no, we're talking, no, we're talking about a potential sequel to The Iron Giant. And Brad Bird was like, man, what the fuck is wrong with people? Like, why does everything have to be a sequel? Like, do you want The Iron Giant to cross over with The Avengers? Do you want him to be in Star Wars? Like, just, he's like, why the fuck did you, he's like, why the fuck do you, like, enjoy this movie if you just want to see it again? And I was, that and is the guy like hostile, jeez. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he these, just like, they're, they're genuinely good. Like, I could see, like, wanting a sequel to this movie just because you wanted to see, like... Yeah, maybe chill out. Like, a, mo- like a more modern take on it or something. Like We don't need a more modern take on the Iron Giant. Sequel, it's still no, we need it. We don't need it, but I don't I don't think it would be the worst There's thing someone, in the world. Yeah, no, someone could theoretically come up with a good idea for a sequel, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, he was just like funny. very, very hostile. Very this funny, guy, yeah. I thought it was so fucking funny. <laughs> I like, I don't know. Brad he's like, oh, do you want it to be a Marvel? Do you want it to be a Star Wars? And the guy was like, no. So, and he was like, he's like, fuck. He just got mad at him. It was so I fucking just like funny. A movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I do agree with him that it, like, you know, not everything needs to be a fucking franchise. They should, oh, yeah. yeah, they yeah. shouldn't. But also, like, if Brad Bird was like, I got an Iron Giant sequel idea, like. I'd be Plus like, yeah, sure. It, yeah. <laughs> sure, I guess. Let's watch it. It'd probably be good as musical first. I'm sure it would be good. Is that ever going to happen, do you think? It's supposed to. It's supposed to. We haven't gotten an he was on... in a long time about that No, 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 because no, I think in, like, June... No, this was July, because I had already moved into my new place. He was on, like... Him and Michael Giacchino did, like, a four-hour interview with Gilbert Gottfried on his podcast, and I listened to the entire thing. And they're just like, we're, we were kind of shooting it before the pandemic, and it got shut down because, like, we needed so many people. So now we're back. We're just rewriting all the music. They're like, it's really hard. <laughs> But yeah. they are still doing it. I believe they did start shooting it before cool. the pandemic. Yeah, no, we should I try to get on think... Gilbert Gottfried's podcast. What um, would he ask you about Babinski? I don't know. That's just my goal. Mm-hmm. I definitely think Bradford's whimsical style will definitely fit well in a musical setting. So I'm very excited. Oh no, a thousand percent. And they're doing like yeah. it, it's like a Mary Poppins thing where it's like there's like 30 minutes of hand-drawn animation. It's like, awesome. yeah, I'm sure. I, I will be there opening night to see the new Brad Bird movie, as I will be till the day I fucking die. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I guess that's, uh, that's all I really got to say before we start talking, uh, start talking box office. There's a lot to talk Dubinsky, about in this oh, box office as well. Because, oh, my God. Oh, boy. Because yeah. this, <laughs> this movie was made at, after Warner Brothers decided to stop doing feature animation. Yeah. I think Goose has arrived to come. It was to dumb. Pop yeah. on mic. Yeah, and they basically, like, in the, the documentary, I think the documentary is, like, sitting around on Vimeo. Like, it's, like, very easy to watch. Mm-hmm. It, it is fascinating because it's like he has this incredibly hostile relationship with his producer Alison Abate and it's like the two of them basically just like every day would go to war about this fucking movie and Warner Brothers was like and they were basically like finishing it in secret because Warner Brothers like wanted to shut it down and then there's like a videotape that gets leaked to Ain't It Cool News right and like I that's that how the, the movie gets yeah because yeah. that's how the movie gets released <laughs> basically is because it got a bunch of internet there people was like excited a plea and like for someone to get to for yeah. the Iron Giant to and, be released yeah and like half of the movie is unfinished and it yeah. like. It, 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 this movie has like this just insane release and it's like they finish it like and then they like rushed way, it like after like yeah. they finally got the green light to finish it or something right because at, at like because it, it's like this movie is released in August yes yes yeah, August, August 6th. 6th this movie is released and like 
previously when they're trying to make brand deals and like get it in like happy meals and like kids toys and shit they had no finished movie and the movie is basically finished between like new york toy fair in february and august 6th 1999 right so it's like and the, and the marketing is like have you guys ever seen the commercials they released for this movie they're terrible yeah no. they're awful like some yeah. of the worst com- like some of the worst commercials it's I've like exactly what like you think movie. like the worst version of this movie would be where it's like he came from outer space um, he's hanging out with this well, that's kid in their like typical gonna... typical trailer of the era <laughs> yeah it is yeah no it, it is, it's advertised like a it, it, it's advertised like earthbound which is like a reference like only i understand that's out of the not three a bad of us, thing. but like earthbound's good <laughs> yeah another but another like thing that was destroyed by bad advertising yeah. mm-hmm. like another similar like this is deep for children and like adults but it is like destroyed by this like skateboard 90s ad campaign yeah yeah i mean because that's what they thought would sell the thing yeah they basically like the movie is released like with zero fanfare and it opens august 6 number nine yes not great number nine um again as we were talking about last week uh, 1999 was such a big year for movies an insane year for movies that this week (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's what I've got. We got it's to talk about what's number one. The Sixth Sense opens at number the one. The Sixth Sense opened the same day. Um, the Sixth and Sense just cl- made clobbers it. Yeah, made six hundred and seventy-two million dollars worldwide. Yep, which is insane when you watch The Sixth Sense and you're like, this is just a really quiet drama. <laughs> it's just like a weird drama. <laughs> with, with the, like it's a, like Blair Witch. Blair Witch is in its second week this week, and it's just another like phenomenon. Yeah, another movie that makes like a bazillion. It makes two hundred forty-eight uh-huh. million dollars in nineteen eighty-nine. Yeah. Crazy, and just yeah. like, like a tr- and, and still like culturally important movies too. Like, yeah, everyone knows what the Sixth Sense of the Blair Witch and the Iron Giant are for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this movie also releases because it was gonna, I believe, release the same week as Tarzan, and they pushed it because they were like, Smart. oh, like nothing is really opening, I mean, and then it just gets. By There's the, the part in the sense. documentary I remember where they like where it's like the animators talk about like going to like the multiplex like on opening day to go see the Iron yeah. Giant and they're like in the mm-hmm. theater by themselves. Like that's yeah. really I think it's, <laughs> yeah, like Brad Bird talks about it and he like goes and he's like he's like, Yeah, it was me and like three other people and like but he's like, but all three of them like clapped and cried at the end. Yeah. And he's like and like he just feels like so crestfallen. And it's like, I don't know, like I get it. Like it, it, I, this is the best movie ever. Like it, it is such a shame that it wasn't a little bit more, you know, successful. You know, w- well, well regarded in its time. But it's yeah. also like I don't know. At least like in my experience, the people who like find who found this movie like pre I guess twenty sixteen. Like obviously not to like twenty fifteen. Like not to discredit your guys's late term viewing of it are very protective of it. Like, I love showing this movie to people, like, oh, maybe more than any other movie. This, movie. this is, like, a classic yeah. example of a movie where people are like, you haven't seen The Iron Giant? What are you doing? Giant. Like, yeah. and it's it's also, like, it's so short, it's so easy yeah. to show people. Yeah. And, like, it gets everyone. Like, I've never, like, watched this movie with someone who has never seen it, and they weren't, like, just, like, destroyed by the end of it. Mm-hmm. It was a Sorry. very good movie. It, it, Eight, eight, 
the a scary noise just came from outside of my apartment. I have no idea if it's in the recording or not. Well, I, I, I kind, kind of heard, heard, heard that. Yeah, what was that? Also, it's, was, it sounded like someone getting run over by a car. I mean, Will, I've heard scarier noises in your apartment. Yeah, but I think it was at my house and there was a four-car car crash outside of my <laughs> yeah, apartment. This is the loudest noise I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> and it's like, I don't even live in like... And I was, I was in this house even, alone. Will was at work. <laughs> I was at work. And it's not even like I live in like a bad part of Los Angeles. I live in fucking Santa Monica. I, I like went outside and made sure people were okay, but it was still like this, like very spooky. <laughs> yeah, but this is like an. I'm looking at this box office right now. This is an insane box office. Like Phantom Men- American Pie at number ten, Phantom Menace at number eleven. It's a massive year for movies. Yeah, Inspector, Inspector Gadget, Gadget at number seven. <laughs> we got. Powers at 19, Little Wild Wild West at number 20, a movie we will discuss on this podcast. Oh, hell no. Oh, jeez. The yeah. Matrix yeah, we, at no, 24. There's a lot to talk about. But Mummy yeah. at 27. This is, a, this is a good box office. Yeah, mm-hmm. So Iron Giant opens at 9, goes to 10, 12, 18, 22, yeah. 24, 25. Not the kind of legs 32. you want on your family movie. No. It finishes at number 56, the weekend of November 19th. That's the weekend of the world is not enough. Six cents in the same time period at, at number eleven, like still yeah. just hanging on. Six oh, the, the so Los Angeles money. Police Department they're is coming, outside my house again. They're coming to get you. They're coming to get you. <laughs> Six cents was made so much. I money. need to find a it's better insane. place in my apartment to fucking record. New this also new this week opening limited the last week of the Iron Giant Toy Story two opening in one theater making three hundred thousand dollars. Toy Story two is a, another masterpiece from this year, but another uh, yeah. similar production where it was very insane what they did on Toy Story two. If if you ever want to yep. read about that, yeah, that movie that movie's an insane production, and it's oh, down yeah. you know down by down at the end with the Iron Giant beaten in number fifty five by American movie a great movie. And then, you know, at this point, Iron Giant, it was outgrossing Tarzan. Tarzan only pulled 42 grand. Iron Giant, nice 46. Well, Tarzan probably came out first, right? Or did that Yeah, come Tarzan out? had 10 weeks on the Iron okay, Giant. Okay, well, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but insane that it's, like, still in theaters. Yeah. Movies just so, yeah. ran longer in theaters back then. We gotta bring that back. Yeah. The Greatest Showman brought it back. see The Night House before it, like, is... Oh, thank God. How long was that movie in theater? It felt like it was The Greatest Showman was in theaters for, like, four months. Yeah. (laughs) It's had, like, the the longest theatrical run, like, I can think of. Besides maybe, like, Black Panther. It grew Mm -hmm. week to week in its box office. Because, like, I remember going to see Ant-Man and the Wasp, and Black Panther was still in theaters. (laughs) Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, Black Panther was in the theater also very long. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm gonna look was. that up. Give me, give me closing thoughts on Iron Giant. Closing um, thoughts, great movie. Um, if you like haven't it seen it, go see it. Uh, I have now seen it we twice just this year. Spoiled the whole thing. <laughs> I've now seen it twice. Yeah, this we year. just spoiled the whole. Yeah, movie. If you haven't seen it, then uh, you're kind of screwed because there will be no surprises in the movie. Yeah. Um, very good. Like a, yep. It's not like a real surprise this movie though. Yeah, like you're gonna the, get the same thing. Out of you you're getting a five star review for me, Iron Giant. You did not deserve the bomb. Yeah, did not deserve the bomb. Goose is just like walking around my apartment, just bumping because she still has her cone on. She's just like walking around, just like bumping into shit. I want to be friends with Goose. She's cute. Black Panther was in theaters for six months. Ugh. Yeah. It feels it felt like sixteenth to August third. 
Yeah. That's it's, insane. Yeah. Because I remember, nuts. like, Infinity War came out, like, at the end of April, and, like, Black Panther was yeah, February, and, like, Black Panther, I believe, is number two at the box office the weekend Infinity yes. War came In, out. Yeah. Infinity War and Black Panther were number one and two for, like, a long time. Yeah. Crazy. Um, it's insane. Yeah. Final thoughts on, on the Iron Giant. Yeah, uh, it's a great movie. Um, it might be... Yeah. No, this is Brad Bird's best movie, I think. Yeah. Yeah, uh, no, I think it is, too. Uh, this and Incredibles is, are, like, uh, neck and neck. Uh, but. I don't know. I, have to, I think Ratatouille and Incredibles are better than this. But that's also biased because I saw those when I was younger, so... Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, yeah. I think it's yeah. a masterpiece. Like, this is a movie I... This is a movie I look forward to, like, showing to my children yeah. someday. This is, like, a top five animated movie, for sure. Like, I couldn't tell you what the other ones are, but it's definitely in the top five. <laughs> it's up there. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the other... Two of them are directed by Brad Bird. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, two of two of the three best Pixar movies are directed by Brad Bird, in my opinion. Absolutely, three out of the three yeah, best absolutely. Pixar movies directed by Brad Bird. Um, all right, yeah. so that's yeah, all, that's, that's all I got. That's on all. This that's movie. all I got on Iron Giant. I got to talk about being a latchkey kid, man. Like, it's just the best. Like, I really like. I, I have really nothing but good things to say about this movie. Like, it's a it's a flawless motion picture. Yeah, I don't have anything. Not a, to say. not a second is wasted. It's just a delight. No complaints. So, Ten so stars. You'll you'll have a blast if you watch this. Movie. Uh, we can talk yeah. uh, very briefly about the part in Tomorrowland when there's the Iron Giant action figure in the. Oh, in when they go to the Brad Bird store. store. <laughs> yeah, at the Brad Bird store they yeah. go to. Just need to shout that great. out. There. Yeah, I gotta get. I know, like Mondo makes a like a whatever scale Iron Giant. I gotta I gotta track that one down. Mm. Yeah, yeah right. it's, it's a nice, um, it's a nice toy attic uh, design. I would say. Yeah, he's very cute. Yeah. Yeah. I had great one movie. more thing that I wanted to say. I can't. Oh, great! Like every once in a while, it does like show back up at a rep screening, and like if you can catch it, I would. Like it plays great in a like plays so well in a theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to see it in a theater. I'm yeah, like no, it's it's so good in a theater. Like, cause every like everyone cheers it. Like, obviously, like you know, a theater filled with people who love a movie is the best way to see it yeah. for the most part. Sometimes, sometimes, but sometimes. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, the, the, yeah. The, the Iron Red, Red Giant. Our, our screening, annoying. our screening of Free Guy was one of the worst experiences I've ever had, and everybody in that theater I mean. loved that movie. <laughs> <laughs> not what I mean. What I mean is like one second. I think it's exactly. It's fun. true. It's true though. Everybody did love that movie. When everybody <laughs> did love Free Guy in our, in our screening. You are, you are in fact correct. One of the fucking most painful movie-going experiences I've ever yeah. had in my entire other life. John Gilbert, we're coming for you. John Gilbert, um, you must answer for your crimes. <laughs> Just like Grindelwald. But no, I, I'm waiting for Mondo to restock the $200 foot-tall Iron Giant figure. I'm shocked I'll you don't have that already, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's they, it never goes up. Like I just need it to go back on like on sale, and I'll just buy it like with zero hesitation. It's it is it's the thing I love most. Um, but no, every time I've like because also like the crowd at the Iron Giant screening is so good because it's like it, it's a lot of dads with their kids, mm-hmm. and it's like ugh, and seeing them both get upset at the end. It's the best. Oh, it's so great. 
<laughs> Man, fucking love this movie. Babinski Owen, where can people find you? Uh, um, you can find me on Twitter uh, at James Babinski, or you can find me uh, on Letterboxd at uh, Babinsk1, or you can find me in real life. Come say hi. You're gonna have to Uh-oh. find me though. You're gonna have to find me though. I'm not giving Free you my Free guy address. fans, come find Babinsky. Yeah, come find me. I'll <laughs> come square find up. This man. <laughs> come find this guy. Uh, and Owen, where can people uh, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at styleboy 4 life. That's the number four there. Uh, mm-hmm. Or you can find me on Letterboxd. It's my name, Owen Larkin. Or you can find me. Uh, actively protecting the 4K Blu-rays of Jupiter Ascending at my local Best Buy. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. And you can find me on Twitter at McClunky, and you can find me on Letterboxd at Will Canalizo. Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you guys next week. Have a good one. Bye, guys. Play ball.